We are delighted to welcome Viva Fry back to the program. He, of course, is an attorney uh, and uh, a, uh, what should we say, a, a runaway from the uh, great Canadian government uh, to our north. Uh, today, we're going to focus a little bit on YouTube and big tech platforms continuing to suppress experts uh, and uh, continue to do some very shady maneuvers in order to uh, limit people's ability to express themselves or, more importantly, even to be seen on their platform. In response to this, 2024 presidential candidate R.F. Kennedy uh, has filed a lawsuit against Google demanding a judicial declaration that YouTube's medical misinformation policies are unconstitutional on their face. And Viva, of course, an attorney, and it'd be here to discuss that with us as well. And if we're lucky, we'll have a little time for some calls. We'll check it out. I'll be right with you after this. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for sake. Where the hell do you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. You have trouble. You can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. There are three steps to great-looking, glowing complexion in the summer. Of course, apply sunscreen, stay hydrated, and use the amazing skincare products from our friends at Genucel. Most retinol creams are not recommended for sunlight, but Genucel's Ultra Retinol uses a powerful plant extract retinol. It's an alternative called Bacuchiol which helps the skin stay hydrated, smooths out fine lines without harsh side effects, and it is safe to use outside under your sunscreen. Genucel works so well, you can see the results in this unplanned live moment on our show when the Redness Repair Cream repaired my skin in just minutes right before your eyes. And Susan and I love Genucel so much, we created our affordable bundles at up to 72% off of our favorite products at genucel.com slash drew and just for the summer every subscription includes a customized summer spa gift box absolutely free i know i'm a snob about the products i use on my face everybody knows it every time i go to the dermatologist's office they're just rows and rows of different creams and then when i get to the counter they're overpriced all kinds of products that you can all find at genucel.com see what's in our bundles get ready to show off your summertime skin go to genucel.com slash drew that's g-e-n-u-c-e-l.com slash d-r-e-w genucel.com slash drew and remember to use the code drew at checkout for extra savings i want to share with you a teeth whitening system that goes beyond merely enhancing your smile primal life organics real white teeth whitening system offers convenience and rapid results without harsh chemicals light blue light for whitening red light for gum and oral hygiene and you can just do both if you wish works naturally promoting gum healing tooth remineralization gives you a brighter and a healthier smile again no peroxide involved consistent usage yields remarkable results take this opportunity to transform your smile and at the same time optimize your oral health aim for five times a week for the best outcomes discover more about this remarkable teeth whitening system and other products at drdrew.com primal today that again is drdrew.com p-r-i-m-a-l be sure to use that link for 60 percent off 
drdrew.com slash p-r-i-m-a-l do it today for 60 percent off there we are we are back with evil fry there you are good to see you how you doing (laughs) same you look like you're scheming scheming i tell you oh i'm just thinking of everything that's going right in the world right now and everyone should be happy and just you know be lucky that we've got some of our rights back and stop complaining yeah uh that that is it's seeming like a lot of people um at least those that perpetrated some of those restrictions of our rights are very interested in us just uh moving on nothing to see here let's keep going are we going to solve some of the problems some of the weaknesses in certainly our constitution and i'm guessing i don't know how you you deal with it in canada but particularly there's a constitutional wrinkle here that gives public health privileges to take away our rights whenever they see fit. Seems to me there needs to be something in place to help uh, mitigate those excesses. Oh yeah, there was something once upon a time in place in Canada, it was called the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which apparently is not worth the digital paper that it's not written on. And you have a constitution in the United States, but apparently the people are reading in the virus clause, which is everything stops and you have no more rights when there is a virus with whatever the survival rate is of that virus. I, I just did a podcast today yes. um, and, and Sean Newman is a Canadian guy. And like I said, Canada might've gone past the event horizon of the black hole of having all of your rights sucked away from you. The United States still has a fighting chance, but maybe I'm being a little too pessimistic. So Canada's done for. I look, we're going to call, I'll continue kicking and screaming from south of the border, but um, it's, it's people don't really appreciate the, the laws that are coming into effect in Canada. Uh, even if people want to fight, their voices are not going to be heard politically, peacefully, of course. What, what, you know, do do you spend any time thinking about what's going on here? I mean, how we've gotten ourselves into this mess. It's just so, I, I, if somebody had read me, you know, a script that included the present moment, uh, of deteriorating, uh, well, as the, the, the weird, preoccupation with certain people with uh, making sure people don't say the wrong things and uh, telling doctors how they should behave with their patients all these sort of infringements on relationships and and rights where people should have no opinion people should have, have no business in it let alone the government being involved with it has social media been part of the reason that people feel that they're opinions now matter on everything and therefore they can tell for instance joe rogan's doctor how to treat joe rogan it's crazy i mean i I was talking about it today that the censorship that we were complaining about in 2018 when they were you know deplatforming the alex joneses and nobody really cared about it then because you know it, it it pertains to people who were unsavory that the public thought they didn't like rightly or wrongly Fast forward five years and you've got YouTube banning doctors for medical misinformation when I once upon a time thought that practicing medicine without a license was a crime, not not something that YouTube could do. So like even comparing the censorship on YouTube that we've seen escalating easily for the last seven years, anybody who would have ever thought it would have gotten to this stage. Uh, would have been thought of a madman in 2018, much like Alex Jones. Yes. But uh, no, yes. It, 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 it's nuts. I said, you know, when when they deplatformed the president, uh, Trump, you know, after 2020, said like when social media has the power to deplatform the president, they've become the president. Uh, and people, for some reason, mm. still don't seem to be outraged. But 
the R- RFK has taken a stand against it. We'll just see where, where this latest lawsuit goes. Do you think his suit has merit? Do you think he'll get somewhere with it? Um, it, it, as far as a factual basis goes, for anybody who doesn't know, RFK Jr. is suing Google, which owns YouTube, basically on, on, for First Amendment violations, arguing that um, uh, Google's TOS, it's not you know, what they say, a private company's TOS. It's actually government protocol. It's terms actually government core. Yeah, terms of service. It's actually basically the government speaking through Google and YouTube, uh, coercing or incentivizing mm-hmm. them to suppress silence and apply terms of service that are not a private enterprise carrying on its activity as a private enterprise, but rather a, a, an extension, a de facto or unwritten extension of the government. Um, there have been, and I've been covering these lawsuits since 2016. Prager U tried, uh, Candace Owens tried, Stossel tried, and everyone always said, argue, hmm. uh, you know, what do they call them? The constitutional uh, towns. Uh, what do they call them? Incorporated towns. Argue that it's a monopoly. Argue that it's an extension of government, and they've all failed, but they haven't had the factual basis that we've now um, seen in RFK's lawsuit because we haven't had access to this information, whether or not it existed at the time. We now have, I'll just pull up one, one paragraph from the lawsuit, paragraph 26, which basically is RFK has direct evidence that the government is emailing YouTube saying, take down this, or we'd like you to address yeah. this, and they do. So you know, w- with the Missouri versus Biden uh, legal standard, with the Twitter files yeah. having been exposed, we now have fact patterns that we've never had before. So an honest, politically uh, neutral court, uh, they, they look at this and say, well, do we believe that YouTube and Google and Twitter were not acting at the behest of or under duress of or at the coercion of the government? I don't know how anybody can look at it and say that that wasn't the case, um, but we'll see. As far as it goes, it's the strongest case fact pattern and because RFK is running for president and you've got a very, very strong First Amendment uh, claim there. And when you say the government, uh, how how do we sort of qualify what goes under that heading? In other words, if somebody from the CDC, I guess they'd have to be directly employed by the federal government, and I'm, I'm guessing most CDC employees are. But let's say they, you know, had somebody CDC adjacent call in and say, "Hey, the CDC is concerned because." The you know their 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 conclusion is something quite different than what you're putting out on YouTube. Think you want to take care of this? I, I it seems to me that they could do a lot of coy things to you know really get around anything like this. You know what I'm saying? Well, absolutely. And just so all of your viewers know, and so I don't get a, another you know people calling in complaints. I'm a I, I was a Quebec attorney. I have no you know U.S. constitutional training or whatever. But I can I can piece things together in my brain and I do my weekly show with Robert Barnes and I've picked his brain. And if I've picked up one percent of it, I, I know more than most now or at least understand more than most. Um, well, there's there will be that argument that has always been the argument. It's not the government doing it directly. It's NGOs working in concert with government. And when it came down to the Twitter files um, and Matt Taibbi exposed this, I believe, uh, it w- in his uh, Twitter files about the involvement of the Election Integrity Partnership. Well, there was a video of them basically saying government can't do it directly and therefore we're going to be that intermediary to do what the government can't do itself i mean there are a number of ways where the government can exercise the influence in a constitutionally mm-hmm. violative manner and it doesn't have to be the government saying you do this mm-hmm. now but coercion enticement uh what's the word Bri- well not bribery but rather uh it- it's either through punishment bribery or what's the uh the other extension of that bribery or coercion let's just let's go with that yeah. 
and say like, yeah. if you don't do it, yeah. we're going to break you up. If you don't do it, we're going to tax you. If we don't do it, we're going to take away your section 230 immunity. Or they say like, do it. And I think this is one of the strongest arguments. Remember when the FBI was working with Twitter and they were basically, you know, getting paid to work with Twitter to identify material to flag. Um, but so there's a number of ways where you can make the argument. But when we now know that we had confirmed back channels, you had like, you had government agencies yeah, working with. Yeah. I, see, we, I, I mean, how do you deny it now? When Jen Psaki gets up and we says, we're working with Facebook to flag content. Okay. I mean, that's a legal, that seems to be like a, a legal conclusion that one can come to. That's the government exercising control through coercion or enticement is the word I was looking for. There's even a there's even a problem, I would say, even stepping back from what it is they're doing with the coercion and enticement, which is that there is a fundamental sort of problem, problem's not the right word, sort of construct that that has not been, to my estimation, shown to be factually accurate. And that is the following. There is a growing group of people who believe that they, whoever they are, should be in control of dictating content on these platforms. And they, I mean, they legitimately lie, rely on published data. They're not illegitimate in their, in their position. Uh, and they may even be right. I don't know, but the problem is, as I think you're aware, we've got a big problem these days with there being uh, sort of a bias in the editorial process in science, and so you're not seeing the full conversation the way we normally do, but okay. My point is, as someone who's worked in a psychiatric hospital for nearly four decades, one thing I know for sure, the way you foster paranoia in a normal person and accelerate paranoia in a paranoid person is you start making it clear that you are forbidding them from seeing or hearing certain things and not being clear on what those things are, but we're just not going to let you see them. That is how you create, that is a perfect recipe for the creation of paranoia. And no one is having the conversation about whether fresh air, sunshine of information, is it good or bad? They have been judge and jury on this issue from the beginning. And as someone with a lot of experience in this area, I'm, I'm uh, humbly suggesting they are wrong. And we're not even having that conversation. Drew, I mean, um, I don't know if it was Operation COINTELPRO, but these are, these are tactics that have been used by intelligence, you know, for, for decades in and of themselves deliberately to bring about these results where you get people to get crazy. I mean, proverbially, not metaphorically, like you get them to think everything is a conspiracy so that they act out in a way that allows everyone else to discredit them. Uh, some argue that, you know, and I think um, not to bring it to Alex Jones, but that is one of the reasons where, you know, you, you, you get so traumatized by conspiracy mm -hmm. in the past that you then see it potentially where it doesn't exist and they do it deliberately so they can then discredit you. I, I would argue or posit that they may have done it with that with the queue with Giuliani, with Sidney Powell, so that they can get these otherwise credible people to do something that discredits them so that they can be discredited going forward and that anything of value that they would have otherwise had to say can now be disregarded. There's no question, I believe, that they're doing this in, in general. But the bigger problem is this. It's not even a question about not look there and let's get people who would otherwise be reliable to, to, to take the bait on issues so they discredit themselves. They're censoring true, accurate information because they yes, don't you know, yes, when, it, when it comes to their, 
I don't know what the rules are as to what I can mention here, but I mean, they were censoring actual stories of actual injury because they didn't want to exacerbate or foment uh, vaccine hesitancy. And so this was part of the part of the Facebook stuff that we now know. Taking down stories, but we don't want that person talking about their injury because others are going to get. I mean, it's it's um, forget who it's also an intelligence thing where they say it's not a question of keeping the information from everybody forever because you can't. It's just a question of when you let the information out. And so at first, take down the stories. It's all conspiracy theory. Then let it out slowly but surely. And then you find out they were blocking it on purpose. But, you know, oh, we didn't want to create vaccine hesitancy. And that was our rationale for suppressing truth and accuracy. Um, It is George Orwell come to life. But something tells me it has always existed in one iteration or another. We're just now really seeing it in real time clearly. And, and uh, there's a guy named Mark Chankizi. Do you know him? He's he's a he's a um, cognitive psychologist, and he's always talking about cognitive dissonance and and these sorts of uh, crazy totalitarian movements and things. And he said he said something interesting. He said these movements don't aren't sort of um, fomented or, or brought about by leaders. It's the population that goes into hysteria and the leaders then take advantage of that and, you know, sort of lead them on witch hunts or whatever it might be. Because when you things feel out of control and crazy, you start looking for the witches. You start trying to figure who, who are the witches here? What, what happened? And the, these psychopathic leaders, that's when they come in and do their thing. The psychopaths are always there waiting in the sideline. It's when the rest of us have gone crazy that they have the opportunity to come in and really put the final, the final brushstrokes on us. No, I, I, I would even argue that the, the psychopaths in power created the hysteria so they could then weaponize it afterwards. I mean, anybody reliving the last three years will remember, you know, the first couple weeks, couple months, they had a death count on the the Chiron on all of these out, on all of these news outlets. Just like it was day in day out deliberate uh, infliction of emotional psychological distress. Um, but uh, and then another thing, you know, do you remember the fact check, Doctor Drew, that said uh, ma- uh, mass formation psychosis doesn't exist? This is an, an AP. You know, they say mass formation psychosis in co- in COVID doesn't exist. Um, and we asked our, our our group psychology experts, and I'm like. Holy crap, you asked experts in, in mass formation psychosis as to whether or not it exists, and they said no. Uh, it was, I think yeah. many people feel by, de- by design. But yeah, no, this is, um, you whip people up into a frenzy. They don't know what they can believe. They don't know what they can't. And then they start believing conspiracy theories, which turn out to be true. But by the time they find out that they turn out to be true, <laughs> everybody's just fatigued. They're like, oh, okay, fine. So I was, you know, we'll, we'll let it pass. Got to keep reminding them, Dr. Drew. Yeah, we 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 are uh, presenting our show today from essentially sort of a YouTube uh, purgatory. It's not quite jail yet, but we're we're being threatened with jail. And uh, Susan, do you want to talk about what what it is that we've been dealing with? Well, or maybe first Caleb? of all, I just want to tell everybody to go to drdrew.com slash slash sponsors because that's the only way Caleb's going to be able to feed his babies uh, <laughs> because YouTube babies. has demonetized us we i mean we didn't really talk about this before because it's not really about the amount of money they were giving us but they're still running ads and well, when, when they demonetize it decreases their motivation to push the the shows so, so the algorithm goes a, against you i saw a decrease in money and then i saw a de- decrease in numbers and mm-hmm. i was like something's going on here like mm-hmm. this is not normal and then after like six months all of a sudden they just pulled the plug and they didn't tell us why, which show it was or what we did wrong. 
and it it it's so demoralizing, especially when you work for four years on a show and you start getting numbers and you start feeling like, hey, you know, this is a people like the show. We really think it's a we're doing the right thing, and then we just get, you know, knocked out by the knees. So I'm I feel really, I I feel kind of a little bit of PTSD from when they gave us strikes back in twenty. 20 and 2021 and uh i just i just get so upset but and by the way the strikes were for having conversations about things that turned out to be quite true and accurate oh dr true remember that yeah everyone has to appreciate the deal i've said it like when a video gets demonetized okay fine so it's a you lose a a few hundred bucks maybe a few thousand bucks on one video yeah um but when they demonetize a channel or when they demonetize a video what it does is it suppresses visibility because YouTube, in theory, has much less right. incentive to promote it. Flip side, but when they demonetize right. a channel, they're killing someone's business. And, and they, they think it's all just like, oh, willy-nilly, we'll just ruin someone's life and take away their business. But I have a legal theory in my mind that someone at some point is going to have to test. And Dr. Drew, you might be the one that to test it. If they go and say, all after right. manual review, we've demonetized your entire channel because it's not appropriate for advertisers. That's what they're saying. If anyone catches them running ads on that, what they've basically done is, is, is mobster-like tactic and say, why would I split 60-40 with you when I could demonetize your channel and still run the ads and keep 100% of it? If it's not unjust enrichment, uh, because you might have a legitimate contract there, uh, it is certainly deceitful business practices that someone should sue their, their pants off for if and when you should happen to find uh, YouTube advertising on your channel that they have recently demonetized. If uh, RFK, look. If RFK Jr. has success in his suit, is it going to change anything for the rest of us? Uh, well, I mean, let's just say even if he has success in his, in his suit, it's going to be years down the line. Um, I, you know, mm. I wonder what, what YouTube's future is, even in the broader scheme of things. I, I think people are seeing YouTube for what it is, which is why a lot of us are heading over to Rumble. Um, Twitter is now competing with YouTube in that it's allowing long format videos on the platform, monetized as well. So I mean, at some point, it might be popular again to actually support free speech. You, you know, YouTube at one point, was uh, whether or not they tolerated or promoted free speech it was it was a place where everyone went to create and they cared about making money at some point narrative control and politics took over where youtube in fact is acting in a way that is against its financial interests in theory but i guess the political interest in controlling narrative outweighs the financial uh, interest of of the harm that they are in fact doing to their brand but at the end of the day google owns youtube the largest search engine owns the largest video uh, hosting platform so maybe the financial hit is not really that significant anyhow, and they get to control. I'm sure it's not. Control I'm sure it's not. Yeah. I'm still, I'm so confused though, by why they would, it, it, I feel this, the confusion I'm feeling now is very similar to the confusion I felt during COVID. Like what, why are we doing, why locking down what a respiratory virus? Are we wearing masks that don't, what, what are you doing? And then, and now, even now it's like, wait, you're pushing this vaccine for young people and the illness has no, I mean, zero problems with young people. What, why are we pushing this? It is, it's all very confusing to me. And confusion usually means there's something, um, there's information missing. And there's something sort of not sinister, but capricious usually underneath this. And so what, you know, who's making these decisions? Why do they feel so justified in doing what they're doing? And, and I, it's there. there's got to be a process here that is deeply flawed deeply flawed and what you're smirking oh well, i was gonna say not to get too conspiratorial but um you know it what has changed now from a year ago from two years ago i don't we're heading into 2024 
presidential election where there, there, I, I suspect there is a substantial overlap between the people who do not support Biden, not necessarily who support Trump, but the people who don't support Biden and the voices that they're demonetizing, suppressing and deplatforming right now. That and also if they just mm. started taking down channels that pertain to the election, then it might seem too obvious. So let's just start with a number of other things and let's just get people used to the censorship yet again heading into 2024. I suspect at the end of the day, you know, narrative control, damage control, it's about politics. And so I'll just try to find a way to connect the dots, even if it's, you know, motivated reasoning. I think that I think this all relates to the 2024 election, making sure Trump, uh, the message is controlled, the narrative is controlled. And if they have to have a very broad net that they cast, they will to make sure they get what they want. So after 2024, free speech will become uh, valuable again? Depends who wins. <laughs> you might never have free speech again, depending on what happens in 2024. Uh, but no, the, 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 it's we're heading into an election and it's 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 a big one. But do recall at one point in time, questioning the election was the was grounds for suspension, you know, demonetization, etc. Now they've softened that up because we're far enough away. Also, maybe they want to reopen the door to being allowed to question elections, depending on what happens in 2024. It's the most deceitful form of censorship imaginable it's it would make orwell actually green with envy that he didn't go this far in 1984 but that, that's, that would it. be the underlying yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Drew. and again i think something we have talked about before which is this scapegoating mechanism that seems to be in place there, there's still this I, again it's confusing to me how people can get caught up in scapegoating other people canceling them as the scapegoat mechanism now and then by the same token, being so interested in telling other people how to live. I And by the way, it's the people that are doing that now were the ones that were most of my lifetime, the ones going, live and that live, whatever, you know, free love. Whatever. They, were, they were the ones that were interested in liberality and of, of all things. You know, it's, it's, let everyone live their own life their own way, whatever your choices are. Now they're going to tell you how to live your life and what to think and what to say. That's this is, is astonishing you, do, to me. Is it to you? Do you remember how? Do you, yeah, well, I I think you get old. Or do older, I remember what? Or, uh, Howard Stern, the, the the shock jock, you know, fighting the F. What is it? The FTC fighting for free speech, all this FCC. stuff. And now it's shut up. FCC now it's shut up and take the jab and quit being selfish and and I mean it's it's crazy how some people have lived long enough to become the the villain. But you know, Gene mm. Simmons from Kiss, uh, the other guy there, uh, Sean Penn. I, on the one hand, I think people get old, their sensitivities change, um, and you know they want to they want to keep what they have and the risks that they were willing to take when they were a kid to succeed. They now have a lot, you know, not more to lose, but they've 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 made it, so they're much less inclined to tolerate other people's risky freedoms. But some of them, have, it's 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 it'll be legacy destruction, and you know they, it will be well deserved. True. Yeah, it's it. Yes, Caleb's at you. You were just yeah, you were just saying earlier about, you know, how YouTube's policies, how they're being, you know, capricious and unfair. And so I wanted to show you some examples that I found whenever I was appealing the YouTube demonetization of content that they do have ads on, including this interview mm -hmm. with a cannibal fully monetized with ads. Mm -hmm. There was this SeaWorld mm -hmm. video of a 2006 killer whale attack fully monetized with ads. There is this mm -hmm. uh, Verizon ad appearing on a murder suspect firing on police during a high-speed chase full of ads. And uh, look here, shots fired body cam video 
uh, from Fox News. And I just showed a selection of all different sides of the political spectrum of other channels that post content that is, I would believe, far more harmful than you speaking to Dr. Zelenko or Ed Dowd or Viva Fry or anyone else. Fully monetized, full ads, and they don't even put any disclaimers, anything on it, like what we do. So it drives me crazy. Yeah. Uh, He's so mad. He, yeah, so mad. it's and we have not yet even... Yeah, <laughs> Caleb is mad about this. It 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 I is. Too. It's really. I mean, awful. there needs to be a big conversation about whether lockdowns. Well, the harms of lockdown uh, first, and you you've reported something about the suicide rate now being off the chain, right? And you got you got grief for that, which was again, you didn't offer an opinion. You just offered some data, right? Well, I, I am suggesting that when uh, I don't I know that a lot of the studies confirm that in 2020, the suicide rate dipped a little bit and people had some interesting theories as to why, because people thought or said suicide was going to spike during lockdowns. And now that it's reached an all time high in the United States, some people are saying, well, it dipped in 2020 and now it's just returned back to the normal stats. Um, when they were telling us before they even had the data that suicide rates were going down, even though they were saying distress calls were going up. Call me skeptical, call me, you know, conspiracy theorist, seeing things that might not be there. I didn't believe it then. And then the articles say, well, sometimes it also takes some time to determine what's a suicide, what's not. The articles also don't include overdoses as suicide, which people can feel free to disagree with me. Overdose deaths, I think, is a form of a suicide in the sense that it results from behavior that is self-destructive and that was taking people's lives by, by record numbers for the last three years. Uh, but now, lo and behold, well, the suicide rate reached but, an all-time high. I'm gonna, let, let me push back on the overdose thing by, by framing it differently for you. The, the people who are dying of overdose deaths are opiate addicts and uh, meth and opiate addicts. They have an illness cause, uh, called addiction, and that illness is being forbidden from being treated. It's a fatal illness that doctors and nurses are not allowed to treat. So, of course, they're dying. That That's very different than suicide are the results of despair and depression and maybe that's you know lack of availability of uh, adequate psychiatric care in the face of massive depression because of lockdowns because of you know lack of economic mobility and opportunity you know this is all kind of woven together but the overdose thing is because we are not allowed to treat people with fatal illnesses i i gave a talk a couple of weeks ago to the um, a large national organization of county officials. And I said, well, you know, what are you doing? You're sending social workers in to treat deadly illnesses. They're not trained to do it. They're wonderful professionals. Their jobs, they, they can do a great job at what they're, what they're trained to do. They're not doctors. They're not nurses. It's literally like sending a physical therapist in to treat a severe orthopedic injury that needs immediate surgery. The physical therapists are magnificent. They're brilliant. They're great at what they do. They don't do surgery. They aren't medical doctors. And we have that now on our streets managing life-threatening illness. Tens of hundreds of thousands of people with life-threatening illness, opioid addiction, which is a fatal condition that ends in demise in essentially all cases. We're not allowed to treat it, and none of the people available or who have the training to treat it are allowed to, to go near the patients. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's some of the craziness going on today. Oh, no, they, they, they were they were locking down, preventing, shutting down churches, shutting down AA meetings, NA yep. meetings, CA yep. meetings. It, oh, it, yeah, it was crazy. And when I say 
super crazy. When I equate the two, it's that they say, well, you know, the, the overdose deaths and the self-harm, uh, you know, the, the distress calls were, were all going up. And then they tell us in 2021, yeah. actually, there was a slight dip, which, okay, I, I, I'll, I know that I'm not going to believe it, even if it might be true. I'm going to see the charts. Um, but then, all right, well, now it's returning back to normal trends and it's reached an all-time high. Uh, it's the culmination of catastrophic uh, lockdown measures, whether it was the lockdowns in yeah. conjunction with isolation, no stress. And, that, and, that, and now look, what, look where it is now. Oh, but it followed the trend of the last decade as if that's a justification or an explanation or something to say it would have happened anyhow, even if it hadn't been for catastrophic lockdown COVID reaction. Uh, maybe I'm stubborn, mm. but I won't believe it. I, I, I'm with you. I, I certainly know what we did to the sort of eight to 15 year old age group. Those kids, it be interesting to see if the suicide is disproportionately represented by young people because they were the ones that were absolutely just, we just unconscionable what we did, the trauma we exposed, that we just we just destroyed lives. I mean, they lost one to two. I, I don't even think about it. It's just I, I've said I've said enough about it over the years that you know, we need we need a discussion about it. We need a discussion about what we were doing with masks and why and if you know what what, what was that all about. And then my latest concern is why the extreme enthusiasm for vaccinating young people who have essentially. I mean, not essentially. They have zero risk from the current variant it's, of COVID that's out there, and an, and a non-zero risk from the vaccine. It's um, I have not thought along the lines of evil in a long time, and I was always reluctant when people say it's evil. You know, Nuremberg trials two point I think I've gotten there because this can't. You know, they say don't attribute to malice what you can attribute to incompetence. This is beyond incompetence. We we know the stats. We know the yeah. I, I you know you saw my tweet, and I've lost my filter a little bit on Twitter. They're now putting the vaccine injury support program. <laughs> I, every now and again, I feel a little <laughs> bad, but like, what would my father say? My father's still alive. Would he be happy for me using the F word? Too bad. I mean, it, I, I'm beyond that now. Now they're putting the vaccine injury <laughs> support program stickers on hospital doors. They told us for the last three years, safe and effective when they knew that it did not prevent transmission. They told us, this is how you get back to normal. You don't want to get grandma sick. Well, now we know that it, it, they knew that that was wrong in the first place. And then they now know the degree to which it increases risks of a demographic that is statistically not at risk for COVID. And you're taking years off the life, sometimes more, of a young generation. For what? It yes. doesn't even, it doesn't even for grant what? or... or and, 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 and now what, it's gotten to the point now where I think they've got to keep pushing it harder and harder because to not do so would be to admit that they lied, that they in fact harmed children, that they in fact caused the deaths of children who never needed to get this in the first place. And uh, it's double down, triple down, quadruple down, even if that means continuing to demonize the people who have been more right than the people who were controlling the access to the information in the first place. It's also sort of interesting, Viva, that, you know, I, I have a kind of a nuanced view of the vaccine. I, I have my elderly patients, particularly those 70 and above, I, I have vaxxed all of them. I have boosted all of them. I haven't gone on with the XXB booster. And now we have the, the other, you know, the, another variant in. I just don't see the science of continued boosting, but many of my patients had four or five shots. And uh, I've not seen a single adverse reaction in that age group. I've seen quite a few adverse reactions in young males, quite a few. 
uh, and I don't know what they benefited from it, but I'm pretty clear, even in these uh, sort of milder variants that are around, I, I mean, I like having these older patients protected against it. They, they really get into trouble with COVID much more easily. The point is that the risk reward is there. There's benefit. The benefit's pretty clear to me. It's not huge given the current mild uh, variant that's running around, but there's a, there is a benefit to be had. And I've not yet seen a single adverse reaction in elderly patients. I have not yet seen a been convinced of any benefit in a 30-year-old to getting vaccinated. And I have certainly seen multiple cardiac problems, multiple. Uh, and so I'm, I'm concerned that we are pushing it, again, one size fits all, much the way we push lockdowns, you know, as opposed to trying to protect the the vulnerable. Again, it's a different age group with a different medical profile. And, and the other thing people need to be aware, when you're treating older people, you're not worried about COVID. You're worried about 60 other medical conditions that you're managing at the same time that may make the ability to treat COVID impossible or may make COVID just enough to bring down the house of cards. Very different than a healthy 30-year-old male. Totally different concerns medically and from a risk-benefit analysis, both. But we're doing the same thing we do with the lockdowns. Just everybody, everybody locks down. Everybody, 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 everybody's the same. If we're in one of us is safe, no one is safe. They're just bullshit. Uh, first, and if I looked like I was la smiling before, it's because I was noticing as you were talking, you had to have the the, the banner on the bottom saying, doctors say that the, the, the jab can reduce severe illness. Um, uh, well, I, I, I can't that's argue BS. or even... I, no, no, that's uh, not BS in older people. It's not BS. Well, It's not BS in older I, people. It's just the BS in younger people because they never get severe illness. They Not, well, not so the new variants. They never get severe illness. It's even I, I cannot argue with your with your clinical experience. All that I can say is that I have unequivocally, categorically, directly within my immediate milieu known more people who have died or gotten ill in close proximity to the jab, because uh, you can never determine yeah. correlation entirely, than I have from COVID itself. Um, and some are old, some are young. I mean, and some died in their sleep, and then the community doesn't want to talk about it because it's too damn hurt, uh, painful. Uh, others, uh, you know, when it happens to LeBron James's kid. And, the, you know, they come out, he comes out two years ago and has a video where he says, I've done my research and it's good for me and my family. And then lo and behold, cardiac uh, arrest in his 18-year-old son. Um, I, it, we know the stats. It was a, what they told us was a bloody lie from the beginning. And I say this with a little bit of anger in me because I took two of those, those shots. If I had known then what I knew now, if I had known then what I know now, you would have had to tie me down like out of one flu of the to get that in me. Back in the time, thank goodness I was a little bit more naive. And I said, oh, well, how, how much harm can it possibly cause? Well, now I know. And touch wood, I'm, I'll, you know, I'll be fine. But I, I know teenagers who got myocarditis. I know a, be, a best friend who got chest pains for a week. Another one died. Like a 43-year-old person just died. Just like that. Nobody wants to talk about it. Um, and and um, yeah. anyways, I've got nothing but, but seething rage. But I'm a very passive person. So I will exercise that rage by shouting into the abyss on Twitter and in real life. Yeah. I, I, you're going to have an opportunity, hopefully after the break, to shout some more because I want to take some calls uh, after the break. And I, I was, I was again the same group I was talking to of the county officials. I was, you know, showing them the death rates in young people from overdose, and the, the death rate's gone up like twenty percent. It's, it's the, it is the leading cause of death. 
and it, it's something like 20% now of all cause mortality in like 18-year-olds, essentially, while the percentage of all cause mortality of COVID in 18-year-old is, I put it up, the, the number's like 0.00015% compared to 20%. And we're not having conversations about the overdose deaths, and yet we're still freaking out and pushing treatments preventative treatments, vaccines, however you want to frame it, uh, to this thing that has no impact on all-cause mortality. And, again, not a non-zero impact on all-cause mortality from the vaccine. And not to equate it to another hotly debated issue, but gun violence in the States. Uh, what was it? Opioid deaths was 100,000 people last year, and I don't know what percentage were young people. Yeah. It's an amazing thing yeah. what, what, what politicians... Uh, will politic over when it's when it's convenient and when there's another ideological reason to go after one problem, while there's a financial mm -hmm. reason to ignore another. Uh, it, it's 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 obscene. Mm -hmm. It's obscene and it's enraging. Take a little break. Viva Fry here. You can uh, see him on Rumble. Uh, Viva Fry, host of that show, and also at the Viva Fry F R E I, uh, Viva V I V A on uh, Twitter. And we'll be back in a minute. Take some calls. A lot of you have been asking for more information about how to counter the adverse effects of the spike protein from COVID infections and the COVID vaccine. The spike protein is not your friend, let's just say that. So I'm glad we have the wellness company Spike Support Formula as a sponsor, especially since renowned internist and cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough, who's also chief scientific officer of the wellness company, is one of its champions. There's some very intriguing research around natokinase, which might be a way to take on the spike protein. Listen to this. So start, if you would, with talking about natokinase, how you got to that and where you see its application. So with the viral infection or the vaccines, the spike protein stays within the body and it's found in the heart, the brain, the vital organs, and it's causing problems. The Japanese have been using this for heart and vascular disease now for 20 years, it's safe, it is a form of a mild blood thinner, that it dissolves the spike protein nearly completely. Spike support formula is the only product on the market containing natokinase, dandelion root, and a host of other antioxidants, all showing promise in helping you protect yourself and your family. To order this unique, specially formulated supplement, go to drdrew.com TWC. That is drdrew.com slash TWC. Use code Drew at checkout for 10% off today. I suspect you've seen Susan and I gushing over Paleo Valley products. We love the taste and how well they fit into a paleo-based nutrition regimen. They're delicious and we use them for travel all the time. But there's more. We are huge fans as well of Paleo Valley's grass-fed bone broth protein. It comes in three flavors, unflavored, vanilla and chocolate. It's a powder you can add to really anything. We add it to coffee literally every day. Smoothies, baked dishes, or just hot water dissolves really easily. The bone broth protein is made with 100% grass-fed and finished bones that are free from pesticides or antibiotics and are slow simmered to extract as much collagen as possible. As we age, collagen breaks down. That's what wrinkles are. And research shows that there are significant benefits to adding a collagen source in your diet. I think it's too much to say it's changed our lives. And Susan is now reporting that after drinking the bone broth for a few weeks, her hair is stronger and longer and nails are stronger too. Try it for yourself. You can order at drdrew.com slash paleovalley and use Dr. Drew at checkout to save an additional 15%. 
We are back with Viva Fry. In addition, I'm looking at all his other vivafry.com. You can go. You can go to Rumble slash Viva Fry, uh, Instagram locals. Viva Fry, and locals Viva Fry. Locals is and then you and Barnes. What's yeah, that one's locals is Viva Barnes Viva Barnes Law dot locals dot com. Viva Barnes B A R N E S Viva Barnes Law dot locals dot com. <laughs> <laughs> and Viva Barnes Law is also the name of that uh, that show you do with uh, with uh, Mr. Barnes, yes? Yeah, well, that's, we have we have our community on locals, and it's it's a it's a massive community, and it's fantastic. And then we do our weekly show on YouTube and Rumble, uh, the weekly like Sunday night law stuff, and it's we we go over like the big stuff of the week, but then also some smaller smaller stuff that people might not have heard of. Assess on uh, you know important issues is on point, and he's made predictions. You know, I, I, the internet is forever is not a curse for everybody. Uh, it's a blessing when some people make some wildly accurate predictions. And uh, Like what? Give that. me an example. Um, well, let's see. Okay, his prediction about what would happen. And I like DeSantis. This is not a pot shot at DeSantis. His prediction as to what mm. would happen to DeSantis's presidential run, uh, it, it has turned out to be 1,000% accurate. Um, his, and, his, he what did he base that on? Uh, well, just in terms of the opportunity of, of running against Trump now, uh, the dynamic between yeah. Trump and DeSantis in terms of their history, their political history, how people might view that. Uh, it was, it was, I mean, it was wildly on point. He was wildly on point on Q as well, QAnon. Uh, and this was at a point where I was so wet behind the ears, I didn't even, I, cripe, I, I'm not even sure I had heard of Operation Northwoods at this time. I had, but you know, he, he predicted that Q was something of a, an intelligence operation to discredit the otherwise legitimate bases to, you know, to go after the unconstitutionality of the 2020 election and lo and behold it worked discredited a bunch of lawyers who who, who bought into it and allowed the media to say you know uh, dominion was totally clear therefore uh there was no election fornification or fortification so he's he's been way ahead of the <laughs> on, on good stuff fornifications they called it election fortification in that time magazine article we call it election fornification <laughs> Got it. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Uh, the parallel economy has empowered us to care for our health, well-being, as well as longevity. Likewise, for us pet parents who now have a place to go when it comes to keeping the family dogs, cats, even horses in the best shape possible. As a dog dad, I'm thrilled to be working with Pet Club 24-7, a company founded by two guys who lost dogs to serious conditions, including cancer. Pet Club 24-7 has an incredible array of products, including a line of supplements for humans, such as the Inforce Plus Corollius Versicolor and Inforce Corollius Versicolor with Reishi. My friend and colleague, Christina Ferrari, a cancer survivor herself, swears by it. When I was diagnosed, the doctor in the emergency room told me, you have two years to live. Oh, boy. Along with the stem cell, I took these. I have been in remission for eight years now. For dogs, mush puppy treats are a fan favorite. Rex, you want to, oh, boy. <laughs> he came right. Oh, there he is. They are also made with the Coriolis Versicolor Mushroom, which supports their immune system, according to hundreds of clinical studies. Here's Kristen Ludlow, National Vice President. That strain does matter. We do have the most potent strain, and we also extract it in a proprietary way. And that's why we've been having such wonderful experiences with these products. Mush puppies are made here in the U.S. There are no fillers. It's non-addicting. Your dog can't accidentally overdose. Go to drdrew.com slash petclub247 for a discount off the list price. That is drdrew.com. 
P-E-T-C-L-U-B-247, Pet Club 247. Yeah, yeah. And, and would he have predicted Vivek Ramaswamy's uh, ascension? Did he see him early as a, as a significant uh, uh, player? I, he's, he's had some, he says he likes Vivek. I, I like Vivek. I don't know that he's a contender yet. The question is now, like Trump said, is going to be watching the primaries out in Milwaukee where we're going to be actually live streaming from Milwaukee for the, for the primaries. But you know, Trump says he's looking for his running mate. Vivek could make a very good VP. Uh, DeSantis may or may not have ever really fit that position, but might've burnt that bridge. Uh, and who else is there that could potentially do it for the GOP? Can't think of a name offhand. Well, Carrie Lake is one of the other ones that people think would be a good a good fit. But no, Vivek, he's Tim, had good Tim things Scott, to say about Vivek. Tim Scott. Tim Scott would be a good one. But no, but I know that mm-hmm. I like Vivek. Uh, I know that Barnes does not like Vivek's idea of having not a literacy test, but, you know, make people uh, uh, oh, yeah. learn about civics. Test. Civics, civics test. So he doesn't like that idea. Uh, but Barnes doesn't like licensure in general. But no, Vivek is a smart guy, mm. speaks well, and, and, he's, and he's, he's, he's pouncing on the right issues right now. Uh, you know, part in the January Sixers. Not, I don't want to get too political with you, Doctor Drew. But part in the January Sixers. At this point, even the allegedly violent ones who have gotten sentences that wildly exceed normal sentences. Uh, pardon Assange. Mm-hmm. Pardon um, uh, who else? I mean, he's 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 talking good points that the fact that they resonate. I guarantee you, Trump is listening to and will incorporate. Interesting. All right, let's get some calls here. Here is a stealth virologist. Get her up here. Uh, in mere seconds, I love the Colin. Let's hear this. Yes, this will be good. There you are. Have at it. Oh, you gave me a mic. Okay, sure. I don't know if you're allowed to use it. We got you. Hi. Yep. So, um, we just reviewed the Biden, the Missouri v. Biden case in another large space. Um, Tracy Beans did the the work up on that. Um, there was a review by the Heritage Foundation a couple of weeks ago. Um, on the case as well. How does that play into, and on yesterday's, they had an update um, yesterday on that case um, and the censorship from the administration. Um, how does that play into the current case that you're working on, Viva? And nice to meet you. Oh, I'm, well, th- nice to meet you. I'm not working on the case. I'm I'm just following it. Uh, I'm not sure what okay. the latest developments in Missouri v. Biden were. They got the, they got the favorable court order, at least the, fa- the finding of fact. And then I think that there was a stay on it in the interim. How does it yes. how does it play in? It's 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 a good finding of fact that will allow RFA to, to to what's the word not embolden but to strengthen his arguments that there has already been now a finding of uh, improper uh, collusion or improper involvement of the government in social media. Uh, so it's not determinate, but the fact pattern is getting much stronger definitively to say it's not just supposition. It's not just um, it's not just you know, someone said something and then a company did something. Right now, you have like concrete acts, concrete evidence of overt uh, intrusion, collusion, coercion. And th- that's what's coming out of Missouri. So that's what's going to help. But at the end of the day, it requires a, yeah, a, so- a judicial. New- no, sorry, go for it. Yes. So yesterday they were in court. Um, the three judges, one primarily, uh, well, all three of them were on board. They had great arguments, uh, you know, from the, you know, the only Biden's lawyer only had like one junior lawyer showed up. Um, everybody showed up uh, for the state of Missouri and they had um, some prior state attorney generals there as well. Um, but the arguments from the judges were like, no, you guys were having like a supervisory role, like you're the supervisor. And this was an employee that wasn't doing it fast enough or strong enough in terms of removing content or influencing content, labeling content. 
So um, I believe they all three judges are a Republican appointed, but um, they have about 30 days to come back with another further decision. Looks like it's going to go to the Supreme Court. But at this point, um, uh, they were very aggressive in the fact that mm. there was extreme pressure on behalf of the government to, uh, yeah, uh, to you know. I think I heard some of the highlights from that as well, and I forget who was posting them. But no, the judges look. Uh, if if I heard if it's the highlights, the audio that I'm thinking came from the same hearing. No, the judges sound like yes. they got it. But I'm just, just just pulling up the exhibit. It's Exhibit C in uh, the RFK lawsuit where it says, and it's from EOP. I forget the, the oh Humphrey. It's from Humphrey. He's saying wanted to flag the below tweet, and I'm wondering if we can get moving on the process for having it removed ASAP. And it's an RFK tweet. And then if we can keep an eye out for tweets that fall in this same genre, that would be great. Thanks, Clark. And then Twitter uh, <laughs> redacted. It says, thanks, we recently escalated this. I mean, give me a flipping break and tell me that they're not working hand in hand. And, and the, the videos yeah, that came out of the election, you know, it's, it's like you, you can't deny it anymore. When Jen Psaki says we have you know, back doors, you have God, James ba- or Jim, Jim or James Baker working internally at Twitter, coming from the FBI. It, it's like, it's, it's there. I think the facts have now gotten out and uh, this has to get to the Supreme Court one way or the other. But so, meantime, I'll send you a thread from, from yeah. name redacted and he lists all the former Intel agency employees that have been working both at Meta and all these agencies. It's shocking. I mean, the guy's done such a thread, him and Trash Discourse. I don't know if you follow them on. I'll, I'll post it in the bubble for you guys. I'm just on my way to the hospital for work. But okay, um, but I, I will send you that. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, I know you've had concern about vaccine therapies as well. Anything, any new thoughts from on your front? On my end, what we're, what's going on? Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I was in a conference this week. So, you know, there's this unusual sepsis uh, above and beyond what we saw that's occurring. So that was a very big conversation around why are we having COVID cases now that some of them are more severe than others. And they were looking at sepsis. So when I was hearing you speak about the 70 and above, um, you know, so many of them are having issues with their liver functions and with their spleen and with, I mean, it's, I'm surprised that you weren't seeing such a huge adverse event. So I was a little surprised about that. Um, but um, I, I can tell you that, um, what can I tell you? <sighs> that uh, they're saying it's two more years of COVID and they're still pushing uh, for the next uh, vaccine, even though it doesn't match the current variant that we're monitoring out of the UK, which I think is interesting. There's a little uptick. I know there's, you know, there's that component, um, but we're looking now at the huge increases in like cases like ALS, Parkinson's and MS. And so um, those are very pretty evident. And then yesterday or two days ago, James Thorpe said that there's vaccine induced sarcoidosis now post COVID vaccination. And that's a background that I have a little bit of a specialty in. Um, and so we've always known that it's an autoimmune component and, uh, obviously lymph nodes are involved. So we posted a whole thread under James Thorpe's, uh, thread regarding, uh, sarcoidosis and I pulled up a ton of content on that as well. So we're now, we're seeing MRNA COVID-19 vaccination induced sarcoidosis. I mean, and, and it's not just, I mean, obviously you can have it in the lung and, and, and in the eyes and other organs, um, but on the skin is how it first presented. And now we're seeing another organ involvement. So I can send that through on the thread as well. Uh, so very concerning. And then is obviously there, the is there any, I mean, sarcoid, sarcoid has a racial kind of a pattern to it. Is there anything that way going on with the vaccine induced stuff? Well, the, I mean, there's, I mean, also it can occur in, in Caucasian women, right? So we have both African-American yeah. 
Hispanic, yeah, so in terms of autoimmune component. No, I haven't seen in the case reports. I need to look back and see if it was listed because we just got, I pulled up seven or eight just from yesterday or the day before. So I'll look through and I'll, I'll send you if anything pops up uh, out of interest. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, if, and, if I, and one send question. me what you have on, send, real quick though, send me what you have on liver and spleen reactions. What exactly are they seeing there? Because uh, that liver and spleen are very protean organs with, you know, millions yeah. of different pathologies. So I'd like to know yeah. more about what they're seeing. But go ahead, yeah. Viva, you have something. Uh, my question for stealth virologists, I, I had also, I think I just read an article that was um, detailing a rise in dementia in, uh, say, nursing home patients who had received post-COVID jab. So I, yeah. I don't know if you heard anything about that. Yeah, I did. I did. And I and so we, we, we had a lecture about increasing vitamin D levels in those populations. So if you're a nursing home director or, you know, um, for example, like Dr. Drew, he sees that age population, those vitamin D levels need to be optimized. That's like the preliminary stuff. But if you look at the early reports from Dr. Seneff out of MIT PhD, brilliant woman, she did a whole, I th think, 39-page or 27-page article on prion disorders. And so we have seen an uptick in prion disorders. So I, I presented the first two cases of vaccine-induced ALS uh, to one of the largest ALS centers here in the West Coast um, out of nurses. And that was early on, very early on in the pandemic. I want to say February and March of 2021. Um, so we're not surprised to see this also this cur current increase in Parkinson's. So I pulled three cases of uh, what they said is um, new diagnosis of Parkinson's or, uh, or, or what was the terminology they used? It was interesting. It was acute Parkinson's post-vaccination. And so um, mm. we knew that there was a concern over dementia from COVID itself um, because of just the significant memory loss. And we saw a little bit of what we call like yeah. uh, what people were saying was inflammation around the brain, right? So Dr. Amen spoke right. about this a lot, right? So the question is, is at what point were we going to see the dementia component? So um, it's not surprising, right? right? Um, yeah. And, and sorry, it's and 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 the endothelial dysfunction. Thank you, thank you um, very much. Uh, the endothelial, you know, the lining of the arteries are very much affected by COVID and the vaccine, and so the dementia may be a microvascular problem as well. But these, you know, again, sorting these things out. There's there's a third component, which any any dementia specialist will tell you that the number one uh, sort of way to exercise the brain to reduce the speed of a of evolving dementia. It's not crossword puzzles. It's social interaction. The very thing that we've restricted people in nursing homes from having. So you know, there's many confounding factors in these observations. Ex Dr. Joe, I'm not right, stupid another... for thinking ex exercise as well for an aging population is good to um, helpful help with is good dementia. Yep. But but preventing, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, again, the one thing that the uh, specialist will tell you is the social interaction, man. Social interaction is the numero uno. Yeah. Uh, this is, what's the matter, Susan? Social interaction. Be you and beyond. We're going to get him up here, her. I don't know who, what we got here. I'm going to take the vitamin D, though. Yeah, optimizing vitamin D is a great idea, but make sure you take the K, the vitamin K2 also. I mean, there's I, I do that every day myself, but the K2, make sure the the calcium goes to the right place, that the vitamin D can increase. Oh, I have to get that Nordic Natural thing from you. Yes, you do. Thing from you. I've told you a million times, get that product. It's a good product. So. Uh, I never took supplements until I got old. Well, 
that's, that's a reasonable thing because when you're young you really don't need a lot of this stuff but now it's like every day i have to like sort out all these pills i i was like okay i'm officially old <laughs> be you and beyond you got to unmute your mute your uh speaker your microphone in the lower left hand corner or i'm gonna have to go on to another caller let's see here i'm gonna go to the, the twitter live space I'm here i'm see. gonna move on this is a noteris there's a little lag, so sometimes a person's unmuting. Well, sometimes it's there's some weird sort of thing with the the mic just won't turn on. I, yeah. I think that there's a glitch. But it, the sound is really mm. clear, and the people there are amazing. No terrorists. Uh, unmute yourself. We don't get any do trolls. It. There we are. There we are. Hello. Hello. You're very faint. You're 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 you're. And I'm getting my feedback. He's on a speakerphone. That, 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 that was uh, me. I think that, that might... Hold on. Yeah, that's that that you. Yeah. Uh, Viva, if you joined the space phone. on your side, then it might be echoing now. Tabarnouche, how, how do I, yeah, how do I take that? The... Oh, so uh, just leave turn the space your in down. your browser. Because <laughs> you're. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... Yeah, just close oh. or mute the tab <laughs> in your browser. No terrorists. Gosh, I see he's there. Is very faint. I think he's on his speakerphone. Hey, you know that's that's on me. I've closed. I, I just said this. I said the sound was great, and that that got me. <laughs> yeah, you're getting you're getting punished for that. Wait, yeah. Why yeah. is it feeding back the way it is? Yeah. Drew, is your phone next nearby? Because it's not from Viva. <laughs> not really. I'm just just close enough that I can callers. Yeah. I don't have any windows open. It's it's. I, I know it's not your fault. It's take us. the take the collar off. I'm doing that. That took care of it. That did it. His he was on a speakerphone or something. Must have been. So much for the sound. We'll give her a chance. I'm not opening any windows. I was, I was trying to. Oh, I was, I'm, I'm not opening any more windows in the backdrop. I'm sitting here with my hands on my chair. Go ahead, Stel. <laughs> Del virologist. I was, yeah, I was gonna say um, for Susan, um, Ortho Biotech has a vitamin D slash K two, the oil soluble one, and then Thorn Research is another good oil soluble. I prefer to take it in that liquid form. Um, it's it's more uh, bioavailable. So check out those two. I mean, you could just go on yeah. Amazon and look for them. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and it, there there's go. no taste. And, Thank yeah, you very much. So, there you go. Yeah, make, uh, make so, sure for all of you that are playing, take vitamin D, make sure your physician monitors it because sometimes it's surprising how much vitamin D people need to take to, you know, in order to boost their levels. And sometimes they get quite high quite readily. So you have to be very cautious with that. I, uh, this is Connor. I take it back, Viva. That Eva. wasn't on your end. It must have been the caller that was on the line was somehow <laughs> repeating yes. it multiple times. So that wasn't you. <laughs> Good. No, it wasn't you. I could tell you was on his speakerphone. Oh, Concor, Concordian, Concordian. Concordian, yeah. Uh, yes. Dr. Drew, I, I want to thank you so much for everything uh, you've, you've brought to us. Uh, I, I could probably spend eight hours talking to you about all the things I'd love to talk to you about, but, but there's... Something very critical I want to get to just to let you, Viva, and other people know uh, how you are not able to get to me anymore. Um, you guys have brought up the YouTube issue. YouTube mm -hmm. 
became a big problem for me trying to watch it in the sense that by by the way, I'm I'm feeling very nervous when I'm talking on a platform. I'm, I'm sorry if my voice okay, is shaking. Relax, but, it's all good. We you okay, seem fine. Okay. Um YouTube got to the point to where it was like every, you know, minute it seemed like they were throwing up a couple minutes of commercials, you know, for, for every minute to five minutes of watching it, you know, so I, I it became mm. unwatchable. Rumble was awesome. I created an account with Rumble and I was able to watch anyone and everyone. And it was started to concern me that because I knew that you guys at least needed some commercials. I was getting none. I sent an email to Rumble saying, hey, guys, you know, I, I'm watching this. Like, don't you, shouldn't you be playing commercials? I'm a software engineer. Spent most of my time on, on a, a PC at a desk with a mm -hmm. PC. When I get home, I don't want to be with a PC. I use a PlayStation, but it's still, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's a legitimate thing. To, to use that as a, as a uh, it's, it's, it's almost like a Roku. So they told me, oh, well, the problem you're having, that's, that is a PlayStation thing. We don't support the PlayStation platform. So I went to the a web browser. Oh, oh, interesting. And an iPhone. And I started watching when I logged in, no commercials. When I was not logged in, there would be commercials. So I went back to the PlayStation platform, just didn't log in because I felt like if you guys are doing something, I want you to get paid for it. You know, Rumble's pretty pretty uh, nice about not overwhelming you with commercials. So I'm like, you know, I'll I'll take what they give me, but I'll just not log in. Uh, but what happened recently? When I say recently, I, you know, I'm I'm 54, so recently is like a f in the past few months, you know, like very recently. So, um, it got to where if if uh, I wanted to scroll, or, I'm sorry, move forward in a video because somebody had like a, a half an hour uh, lead up to when they were starting what they were doing, I couldn't do it. It, it would not allow me to. I couldn't go forward. I couldn't go backward. I would have to watch in sequence or not at all. Um, and like with, with v Viva will we'll probably uh, relate to this. And you too. With, with a lot of technical terms that come up, and, and uh, I was thinking particularly with Viva, with, with Barnes talking really fast. Um, sometimes <laughs> you need to go back uh, uh, maybe a half a minute or so just to, to hear what was that I missed and what exactly was that? You right. can't do it anymore. Right. Also, if I get a phone call, if I get stopped, if I have to walk away, something happens, or if I lose my internet connection, you can't move forward. That means like if you're 45 minutes into a two hour show, you have to start from the beginning and go through that whole 45 <sighs> minutes to get past it again. You cannot. Without, without so, uh, getting having I mean, problems, so, so I, I just gave up on watching you guys on Rumble, at all, and I miss you guys, and I just wanted you to be aware of it. Uh, I do want to say one well, last I, thing. Uh, and that's I'm weird, though. I, I kind of get it. 
Uh-huh. Uh, no, ahead, I, I think if, if the, if the, if the if last the, thing I want to say, yeah. I'm going to get out of the way you can talk all you want, um, is, is that um, there are certain shows where that is possible on Rumble, and I don't. I'm thinking it may be a a, a setting on on the side of those who are, are setting up their videos. So you guys might want to look into that. But man, I like I watched every show. Every, always, I would catch up if I could catch it live. I would catch up. I watched every show, but for months I haven't seen most of anything that you guys put out. I'm going to land there. Thanks for listening. I Thanks, will. And Cordian, I, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm relatively close with the team at Rumble, and I'll let Chris know uh, what time to watch on this show, and the team will, will, will look into it because they're open. If you have any problems, tag them on Twitter, but I'll let them know for sure. I have some this ideas too. We'll yeah, I, I've had technical problems on Rumble too, and and um, you know it's funny because I I didn't think of it until this guy just said it mm-hmm. because I I was trying to go back and forth and I couldn't get it to do it either. Mm-hmm. So. I, the, the, Let me unmute I'm told your mic you da- there, lower left-hand corner. If you download right, the yeah. app, I'm told it works much better with the app. But um, you know, they, they, there's some UX mm. issues that they fix, and, they, and they're responsive. So just tweet out them. But I'll let uh, I'll let everyone know. We were strange enough in France last week and couldn't watch on Rumble. Yeah, I could get well, I that, get that it on much my is... computer, but I could get they, it they, on they my phone. So if you have an they pull, well, yeah, they pulled if it you down. have an American phone, I guess with an iOS. Mm-hmm. But no, they they pulled it down. They said, which is why. You know, when people say uh, Rumble is not a real free speech platform for because they have terms of service that don't allow pornography and other other stuff that might not be technically illegal, but hogwash. When 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 France came to Rumble and said, you know, Chris, take down RT because we know we know what is good propaganda to watch and the BBC is good, RT bad. And then Chris said, uh, sorry, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, I'm, we're not compromising a core value of our of our of our brand, which is not political weaponized uh, censorship. So yeah, you can't get it in France, which is a problem. We've remedied that through other means. We can upload the videos directly to locals. And at the end of the day, you know, we'll figure that out in due time. Yeah, well, the little sign said uh, Rumble wouldn't allow France to see it because they wanted to censor their their hosts. Huh. They said they didn't, they, they didn't like some of the hosts that were on Rumble. So Rumble said, okay, you can't see it anymore. That's I know what, it's, it's, it's it France, the, France on the banner. There might've been a number of reasons, but France wanted um, Rumble to block RT. So did Canada, but Canada didn't go to the same extent as, as, um, as France. But Mike, can you why? imagine to say that? You, you, uh, what, why, what is why RT? Why, I understand what it is. Russia today, or it's Russia today or Russia television. It's, 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 oh, it's Russia state today. media. I see. And so, yeah. I, mean, I mean, for yeah. goodness sake, first of all, if that's the argument, the CBC is as much state media as is RT, but for everything that everybody says, you know, RT is beholden to Putin. When it comes to international news, RT is, is exponentially more reliable than CNN. Uh, and there, even when it comes to local Russian news, they're not, um, it's state media, fine. Put a flag on it. People will digest that information accordingly. The idea that they say we're at war with Russia or we're not, but you know, Ukraine is, so we're gonna censor it from Western media? You want to talk, going back to you know schizophrenia in institutions, Doctor Drew. Why won't you let me watch mm-hmm. RT while you're telling me that he's the uh, he's the uh, autocrat? Horse crap. And w- w- when there was the tsunami in 20, 2015, RT was the only place you could get a, a, amazing uh, detailed coverage of the tsunami. That's where I discovered it. Never even associated with state funded propaganda. Yeah, I I remember. <laughs> 
I, I've told this story before, but I was watching like a 60 Minutes magazine type show about Russian media in the 70s. It was way many years ago, but I have this image in my mind of this interview that I just, I never forgot where the reporter, the U.S. reporter was beating up this uh, Soviet, it was a Soviet unit at the time. And uh, you know how can you how can you possibly you know feel that you're a journalist if you're just repeating this you know the propaganda from the state and the shibboleths and blah 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 and finally this guy goes hey he goes look in Russia the media is a political instrument in your country it's a commercial instrument trust me you will have distorted priorities in the future it will you will say one day it will look awful lot like this so this won't look so bad he said something like that and I think we're there. I think I think that that uh, promise has been fulfilled. Uh, it, it, can you if you look at CNN or just look at NPR, CNN, MSNBC? I mean, it's um, it, it's it's the only difference is that it's they try to disguise their you know Pravda esque uh, essence. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, so that's it. That's why the people in France can't watch us live on Rumble. So when we end on YouTube and go to Rumble, uh, unfortunately, pour la France, ils sont shit out of luck, as we say. In French, <laughs> Meredith. Uh, so, uh, Lumpy, you you uh, un unmute your microphone there and go right ahead and speak. M M one sixty nine, and I'm gonna have to put you back. I'm gonna throw you back oh, into I'm the sorry. pool. If, if, there you go. Go ahead. I'm here. I, I go ahead. Realize I had raised my hand to speak. I'm sorry. Um, I was gonna say, huh. I, okay. Been, um, I, I I have an offer I will do for you. I work nights, and so when I'm working late night, I always look for things that I can just pop on YouTube and just listen to while I'm working. So I'm going to go back and listen to your old broadcasts on YouTube to see if advertisers break in, and I'll keep track of it. Yes, please do. And screen and screen grab. Thing. Screen oh, grab, screen preserve the evidence. Screen grab on the a Mac, evidence, it's, also good. Yes, yeah, Command-Shift-3 or Command-Shift-4. It's command, it's shift command four. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, name redacted. Name redacted. I like that. Dr. Drew, People want to help us. That's so sweet. Yes, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> um, I sent you a DM and also to Viva. I think that's, yeah. Um, I've done uh, some thorough research on the censorship topic uh i did a sort of a re-upping of an older post it's pinned to my profile on the uh basically the revolving door with the intelligence community and social media this is one aspect not widely discussed although i think in the coming weeks it will become a, a major uh discussion uh but mm. uh you know we complain a lot about um these platforms censoring uh, everyone on COVID, Ukraine war, uh, elections, whatnot. But it's important to uh, realize who's doing the censorship. And I've found, um, and I've done thorough uh, hours and weeks of research on this, that since 2018, uh, well, we'll talk about Meta, that's pinned to my profile, they've hired uh, over 160 uh, people from the intelligence community, and there are several dozen that work in content moderation. In fact, the main person I talk about in the thread, his name is Aaron Berman. Uh, he did a, a almost 18-year career at the CIA and went straight to Meta, and he's the one that built the misinformation uh, policy and that department. 
and he oversees uh, uh, global elections content policy. And he's joined by numerous other former CIA operatives, FBI, Department of Defense, State Department. I mean, it is it is an actual thing. It's not just one person. There's dozens. And the same issue at Google as well. In fact, one person at Google will go ahead. Do you do you, you have, have that on your I'm looking at your I'm looking at your it's, thread. Do you have the Google information on there too? Um, I will go under highlights, um, or I could just DM you the Google uh, information. Let's see. I, I just I just followed you also, name redacted, and I, I had seen your tweet come up because I think the real Andy Lee had it, uh, retweeted it earlier today. Um, yeah, so uh, here Elon we will we'll be able to, to DM. Yeah, RFK has retweeted it. Well, uh, Dr. Merkel. Elon. Elon knows. I mean, it's it's he he knows what was in yeah. how, what had infiltrated Twitter. And when Zuckerberg, you know, goes on Rogan and says that you know, he's meeting with FBI and they're telling him to be on the lookout for, we we knew that they had I, not moles. I said like I I said basically like they had infiltrated to the point where they were using it as a satellite arm of the government. Uh, the amount, the exact number, and the people. I just noticed that Aaron Berman has uh, he him pronouns in his in his bio. Um, yeah, no, it's it's. I'm going to go look at that for sure. It's it's just it, it'll be more detailed to that which we you know we by and large. Are, are more than aware of now. Yeah, and then there's another. Wouldn't it be part interesting that, to right? know? Yeah, go ahead, Doctor. It'd be interesting to know the extent to which the sort of mainstream media have similar kinds of. I mean, I was in. Sure. You know, I worked at CNN for ten years. I never saw any of this stuff, and uh, and it's it's it seems like a t entirely different place these days. Uh, no, but, sure but I'm did, wondering if you. they um, have. Anderson Cooper, yeah. if I'm yeah, not mistaken. There's, uh, Hang on. I what about Anderson? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, I want to hear what Viva's saying here first. No, no. And we hear about the video in a second. Name redacted. Name redacted. You go. I'm just going to double check myself in real time here. Yeah, I just okay. wanted to. Uh, one other thing to point out. Uh, there, I have. There's a YouTube video I have. Uh, it is. Let's see. Uh, of uh, if you just go on my profile, it's the third tweet. Uh, there's the pin tweet, then Elon Musk, and then the next thread on Aaron Berman. There's a video of him for five minutes or six minutes thoroughly discussing how Meta censors uh, COVID misinformation. And even at the end of the video, he talks about true information, which they talk, which they they label it as borderline content and how they reduce the, the uh, you know, their its amplification so it's not seen, even though it doesn't violate their policies. So this is actually a problem of who's actually doing the censorship. And Google and Meta are infiltrated with, uh, you know, former intelligence, and they're in, they're controlling the content moderation. Yeah, and, uh, here, and I, I'm just double checking in real time so I don't make any factual mistakes. This is from the gray zone, but this is uh, factually known. In 2006, Cooper published an article at CNN admitting that he worked at the CIA headquarters for two summers while he was a student at Yale University, an intelligence agency linked elite bastion where former CIA director George H. Bush also studied. I mean, whether, whether or not people are just going to say, well, it's a small incestuous community. They've all worked, you know, they've all had some run in with the CIA or intelligence. Uh, I, I would be of the opinion that once you've touched the CIA, You'll always be connected to the CIA, and I'm proud to say, everybody, I have no connection to CIA or Mossad, despite some. Internet yeah, I think you're getting. I think you're getting paranoid. I, I think you're getting paranoid on me. Well, I mean, I mean, mo people aren't most of me, the CIA. <laughs> let's be fair. Mo most of the CIA Viva is a bunch of accountants doing, you know, forensic sorts of accounting uh, and, and you know that kind of thing. That's a lot of what they know, do. And by the way, you forget. What what was what was uh, Anderson's Cooper's 
first job on television? I don't let me let me go back you know? to my article. I don't know what no no what was it? A commercial. He was the host of he was the host of a reality show called The Mole. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine produced it, or guys Didn't I knew he produced do it. A lot of and he, the the TV the news thing happened much later, almost by accident. But didn't he do a lot of war coverage back he, in the day? He went and he did, he funded his own war coverage as a sort of a as a way of appealing to CNN that he would be a good hire. It's essentially what that my understanding well, you of know the what? story. But and I, I was very friendly with him throughout my years there, and I never saw and he had a brilliant executive producer. I never saw anybody. Nobody ever screwed with any of us. We just did what we did. Did. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like something changed. Well, all, all uh, anyone who has ever had any connection Got to, I think, woke. will always have a connection to. But uh, all, all and, I can and, and by the way, say, I, I'll. I'll I'll let that land. I'll let that sit. But the other, the other thing, the only thing they ever got on us about was ratings. They were preoccupied about ratings and were, were I mean, just beside themselves trying to get more ratings. And so one of my theories is they went sort of the way they've gone because they improved their ratings that way. It's Say how it, they, they nailed their, their audience that way. Well, look, we ended up covering Jody Arias and Casey Anthony, you know, because Nancy Grace was getting huge ratings and we thought, all right, let's try it. And then we got huge ratings and we were suddenly, we were, uh, you know, no longer being threatened with cancellation. It's a, it's a TV, it's a TV station. They're running a, 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 a commercial operation. That's what they're doing. Selling Pfizer ads. That's well, how they do it. I was just about to say now it's the ratings might be secondary to, to advertisers and the advertisers might have a lot of skin in the game in terms of narratives being promoted and maintained and who's got money in the pharma business. Yeah. It's one big black hole of incestuous corruption. That's all I, uh, and Drew, it, Drew, it certainly I, things seem captured like and compromised, now. compromised. Go ahead. Drew, I've also, Caleb. I've also wondered, cause you've said this a bunch of times where they've never actually come at you trying to influence you. And I wonder if that's because they had a feeling that they couldn't influence you. And so they didn't go to you specifically. <laughs> no, they didn't they, go to your why would they, why would they draw the line right there? They were on me about everything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the sales department by, has nothing to do with it. like by the production. time you were doing your TV shows, it's like you had already had a long career in radio. And so they could go and listen to the show and think this isn't a guy that we can influence. This is a guy that could see through it. If we're trying to push something from like a pharmaceutical company, Who, he's going to say, well, this doesn't but, work, but you know, but Caleb, there was no th that person who who would have even been that person. I had a the the, the executive sort of uh, leadership structure there is very clear. You you had a you know you had somebody above your executive producer and somebody above him, and that's it. And those people we talked to on a very regular basis about content right. and about ratings. That's what we talked about all the time. They never never talked about the story or what I should or shouldn't say or ever anything like that. Right. And by the way. And if you remember, I went on Anderson Cooper or Don Lemon almost every night. And uh, on that, they were just, they, the question was, do you have something to say? Yes. Okay, we'll see you in, a, uh, see you in an hour. Go ahead and say it. They didn't in any way well, shape what I Well, they didn't like what you said say. about Hillary, though. That was a different yeah. thing. That was that was a misconception mm -hmm. that the- There that, was that. <laughs> no, but yeah, right. And that's when they seemed to be turning. But by the way, that was not their fault. That was actually, not Breitbart, it was one of those other- uh, right-wing magazines that misrepresented what I said and got everyone all upset. But anyway, that you said on the radio. Yeah, I said on the radio. It wasn't even on the radio. I said, a, a th oh, that's a they long story. Did, you want to hear this, Viva? You want to hear this story? No, oh, well, yeah. no. I, I'm not, <laughs> story I, I, wise, I think it's. 
I, I, I think I remember it roughly, but I'm going to certainly Google it afterwards. No, one, no, no. Everyone, all you, all you, because you, saw, you only you saw was the viral part. And the viral part is never what I actually did or said. It's right. never, ever, they, ever what I actually did or said. And then they muted said. him for a year. He couldn't so talk about it. So what happened was I was on Don Lemon's show one night and I was talking about personality disorders and bipolar disorder in U.S. presidents because Lemon was like, you know, what's up with Trump? I'm like, well, you know, he's got these features, but so did Abraham Lincoln and so did Teddy Roosevelt. And and I was just sort of saying, be careful. You know, start labeling they people. They did like a half hour. Just, just be, We did about 15 minutes. It, just because you label somebody with something doesn't mean they're a bad president. I mean, Teddy Roosevelt was a great president, narcissist, bipolar as hell. Great president, loved him, but he had some mental illness stuff. He had some stuff going on. I mean, you know, it, okay. Uh, I came into my radio. I had a daytime radio show at the time. I came in the and the program director went, "Hey, I liked what you said on Lemon. Would you would you do thirty seconds of that? Could you condense it down to thirty seconds for our website?" I said, "Yeah, I can do that." I did thirty seconds. I was getting up afterwards. He goes, "You know, to balance it out, we should do thirty seconds on Hillary too. Do you have something to say about that?" I said, "Well." It just so happened that her doctors released her medical records today. And the care they're her, are giving her is substandard. And I started, you know, sort of listing the my my concerns about their care. He goes, Great, do that. So I, you know, they, I had concerns about she had a transverse sinus thrombosis and a stroke. You're She'd a little a worried fall. about it though. She'd had she was on certain anticoagulants. It didn't make sense to me. She was on armor thyroid, which causes hypercoagulability. I just said, this is concerning. The um, the not Breitbart again. It's the um, I, I, I've said it a minute ago. And I've already forgotten the name of the magazine. Anyway, the the next next day they run a headline right in the center of the paper saying finally a physician says she's not suited for office. That that was what the headline was, and of course nothing to do with what I said, and that became very disturbing to my 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 managers over at mm -hmm. CNN. But when they came down on me and told me to shut up. A month before, they'd already canceled the show. They just hadn't done it publicly yet. And so two weeks later, they went public with the, this, the decision to cancel the show, which had been made months before, and it made it look like I was canceled because of those comments. So it was a mess. So that was the headline. You're lucky. That was the reality. You're you're lucky to be alive, Dr. Drew. Many people have crossed Hillary in And he didn't have a, a podcast. He couldn't go out publicly right, about enough, it. He enough couldn't talk topic. about it. I'm going to get to the college. Thomas, go, go ahead and un unmute yourself, my friend, and, and you're on the air. Uh, so un-American. Hey, Dr. Drew. Thomas. Uh, I've been listening. Hey, Dr. Drew. Um, I've been listening hey, to you since... Since the uh, Adam Carolla days, uh, I was a, a young hospital corpsman when I was stationed with the Marine mm -hmm. Corps in 29 Palms. So, um, you know, mm -hmm. I, 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 I really enjoyed listening to your discussions that you and Adam uh, had, you know, had had back then. So thank you for for taking that time. Of course. Uh, Viva. You bet. Viva there. There is a gentleman that um, you and I have a mutual acquaintance of, and that is Robert Gobea, um, a prosecutor here in Arizona. And, you know, it, it's been interesting um, listening to Robert even um, talking about politically what is going on in this country. And uh, it, it's always interesting to hear the interactions that he's had, especially lately, uh, with his community and 
you know, in Uviva. So thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to hang out with, uh, you know, another uh, concerned citizen. Um, also, you know, to, to the crew of the show, I appreciate um, you guys taking time out of your bu busy days as well. Um, running for Senate from the state of South Carolina here, I, I think there's a lot of importance to the discussion of what's going on here on uh, X, Twitter, whatever the case may be. Um, and I know that there's a lot of battling going back and forth between the left and the right about is censorship going on? Is it not? Who's being censored? Who's not? Um, and I think it's all relevant in this situation. However, I think the more relevant thing that needs to be talked about is there are people that are on this platform as well as Rumble and YouTube and, you know, Telegram, all these different uh, spaces that are actually taking time out of their day, stand up, speak up, be heard. And, you know, uh, just everybody keep, keep your head in the game. Um, keep, talking keeps speaking up and you know we're we're being heard so thanks appreciate it doc okay thomas thank thank you for your service my friend do, do, uh, dr govea robert govea is amazing for anybody who doesn't doesn't know him watching the watchers.locals.com he's a criminal attorney mm. criminal defense i think out of arizona a very smart guy i think i've witnessed his uh, red pilling slash black pilling in real time because he like you know you start off you want to be you want to be optimistic and say it's not all corruption all the way down. And then, uh, you know, a couple of years of analyzing the law and it's, it's corruption all the way down, <laughs> politics and law. Hmm. All right, this is uh, Ida. Let's bring Ida up. Oh, wait. It says remove. Hmm. Oh, yeah, there we go. Someone on Rumble said that was a good pep talk. <laughs> he's a he's a candidate for Senate in South Carolina. I think you he can said. tell. And uh, Ida, I think it's Alvarez. Alaviune. Ida Alaviune doesn't seem to be connecting here. She's sort of stuck with the spinning wheel in limbo. In limbo. But you know what? To to be fair. Oh wait, let me try again, really quick. I I have been uh, <laughs> ab I've been abusive with. Uh, Viva Fry's time. I mean, I oh forget been that. On, Don't worry. Currently, that. been on for over an hour and a half. You want to take more calls? I'm happy, I'm happy to do so. I'm happy like, to our only problem let's is take, yep. I have to pee too. No, take, take, but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> we could take a pee break, both of us. But but no, we'll we'll finish up soon. Uh, but um, Caleb's biggest problem is his child. He's got to run to do baby care. So uh, wait until Caleb gets older. His prostate's going to be his biggest problem. <laughs> <laughs> See when you yeah. When you give Drew the tech side of this, it always things always go awry. I don't know why Caleb can't. I, yeah, it's interesting. Well, go ahead, Caleb. I mean, I, I do have the tech side over here. He just has to press to put people on the line. And I hear so. some. I hear feedback. That so. was me. That was I, I had to. I had to move the mic away. The, <laughs> I, I was because I'm trying to fix this problem with. Uh, this is my husband. He can save your life, but he can't work an iPhone. <laughs> uh, that's it. All right. With that, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, if, I have to, if I have to sit and be insulted, it's, we're, 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 getting, we're getting to a point where it's time to say enough. Uh, but listen, it's always such a privilege to talk to you. And I've promised you I'm going to get down to Florida. And last time you said you're going to take us fishing. And, uh, I, uh, well, that's, oh. Yes, sir. Well, we're going, to, we're going to go fishing. We're going to do an in-studio interview at yep. Locals. Uh, you'll come over for a barbecue. Okay. It will be fantastic. So long as you don't mind dogs that... that Next week? 
<laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm going to Milwaukee for the RNC primaries uh, with Rumble. But other than that, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, my, my kids are in school now. I'm, I'm landlocked to Florida for the year. So anytime. That should be interesting. When 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 are the primary the, uh, the primary debates you're it's, talking about, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a primary. The first round of the primaries. I think it's August 23rd. At least that's. I'm pretty sure that's the night. Uh, I'm going to be down there, head down. Barnes is going to meet me down there. We're going to do some something exclusive or something uh, with Rumble, and it's going to be fantastic. I mean, it, it, I'm not going to do the Viva on the streets. Like, uh, maybe I'll try, but it's going to be good. But all that say, get sounds down great. to Florida. It sounds great. We'll and, go fishing. We'll go to the beach, and we'll have a barbecue. Okay. I. So so just I I know you're still uh you're it, it's interesting the way you describe geography. I still I think you still think you're up in Montreal. Because it's across to Florida and it's way up to Wisconsin from where you are. Not down to Wisconsin, but way up to Wisconsin. This is true, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I, I have been, and I don't even know. I, I mean, I know where Wisconsin is, roughly speaking. Yeah. I realize how far south we are. To get out of the state of Florida, it's a four hour drive. I'm like, yeah. oh, I drive four hours. I'm yeah, not even yeah. in Georgia. Then I got to go through Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. What is it? West Virginia, North Virginia. Uh, it's, um, it's a big, it's a I think big, you should fly. What kind of fishing do you do? Lure fishing or fly fishing? No, he's in or, the ocean. Or ocean, like, uh, no, well, is that I, like I lure? Do, do you do, like, what kind of yeah, fish? Yeah, well, I, I fish off the pier. Deerfield Deerfield has a, a, a good international pier. Uh, there's good fishing there, but I fish in the ponds and catch bass. I bought a fly fishing rod, uh. and uh, the tip snapped the first day I was using it. Not because I did anything bad. It just I was literally whipping it back and forth, and it cracked. So I'm waiting for the replacement part. But, um, no, I want to go deep sea fishing, <laughs> maybe shark fishing catch a tuna a marlin something we'll make it happen oh my god you're becoming a true floridian but they're they're <laughs> they're um, you're gonna be eating gator soon um, i'm looking for a place dr true uh, uh, so listen uh going forward let's just let's just end on this note what, can we say something hopeful do you, do you sense that the the courts are going to solve these problems is it my optimism one, is one that... of my one of my feelings is one of my feelings is that there's kind of a the, the trump derangement syndrome maybe underneath all of this and maybe if mr trump sort of if he's you know loses or wins or whatever his sort of deal is cast is is set maybe people's derangement will settle down and some of these extreme sort of fluctuations of of ideas will sort of settle with it i don't know what do you say I, I would say the exact opposite. If Trump loses, or if okay. Trump is, if if the if this like persecution of indictment after indictment indictment succeeds, um, they will have learned exactly the wrong lesson. It will be the 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 villains will have been victorious. Uh, I think the 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 white pill in all of this. Uh, I am noticing people are getting more and more aware of it on both sides of the aisle. Mm -hmm. And we are, we are mm -hmm. increasingly able to identify the bad faith actors, uh, the mockingbird types of the media, yes. uh, the, the idiot celebrities who chime in with their absolutely horrendous opinions. The more they get mocked, the more they get laughed at. I think the more people realize the absolute absurdity. And I do think the people see the absurdity of the Trump indictment. Uh, they just have to remember the vocal minority, the vocal minority on Twitter, I do not think reflect the opinion of the majority. So uh, keep plugging away and keep shamelessly mocking them, even if it means occasionally dropping an F-bomb on Twitter. 
I, I do I do completely agree with you that mocking these sort of wild, outlandish, outlying, extraordinary opinions is the way to approach it or lean into it. Accept it, lean into them a little bit and, and uh, see where it goes because it goes well, to then, absurdity typically. It, I, I, if everyone out there, I invite everyone to go listen to Alyssa Milano's latest podcast where she interviews Kate, I forget the last name, who wrote a book called Transistors. It's a 45-minute uh, uh, interview where a woman is talking about uh, the, her transitioning her son, a baby boy into a girl. Mm. Um, I think more the, the, the tide that has turned on that, where you've reached a level of peak insanity that even the tolerant, peace-loving people have to say, this is a bridge too far for me to accept. Uh, I don't know that we've gotten there yet in politics, but I think it's following a similar trajectory. And I think we're, we're getting close to getting there in politics where people, some people are looking at Jack Smith like he's a savior, whereas I think most people are looking at it like he is Joe Biden's corrupt bulldog and people are starting to see through the corruption. So that, that's my Kate Brooks. Yeah. Um, well, that interview I, was, I agree with you. Difficult. Seeing through and yeah. sort of seeing the machinery operate, particularly as it pertains to the government and the press and, and some of the excesses, I, that, that I think I agree with you is, is, a, is a net positive. Even what we're seeing is something to be very, very concerned about. Yeah. And I think the, the, the lid is about to be blown off the Biden corruption, even for those who refuse to see it. For those who know, it's, it's already obscene, but I think it's becoming so hard to hide. Um, even, even the blindest of the sheep are going to finally see it. Like, well, we'll see. It. But that would be my, my white pill prediction. Viva Fry, thank you so much for joining me again. I hope I'll see you Amen. soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right, let's get that, let that young man go so I can tell you about some upcoming dates here. We have Tuesday, Lee Meng Yan coming in. There they are. Uh, Ivor Cummings with Dr. Kelly on Wednesday the 16th. And the Thursday the 17th, a special visit with Kelly and Dr. Tom Renz, who is going to talk to us about what his evidence has uncovered as it pertains to the relationship between some of our government um, health officials and those in China, particularly as it pertains to gain-of-function type research. Jimmy Fallon, August 22nd. Susan, how about that? Chris Rufo, Yay. August 24th. And uh, we have lots more interesting yeah, guests Dr. coming. Lee, yeah, Dr. Lee Ming Young got us kicked off of YouTube. I mean, off of TikTok. TikTok. We got, we got censored yep. on TikTok. Oh, they took her videos down. Her, her, we did these little videos. We decided to have my son put together these videos, little shorts. Mm -hmm. And I posted one with her and the other one with um, the the doctor, the older woman with the curly hair. Um, from New England. Yeah. yeah. Um, doctor, I, anyway, she's now working in England, right? She's, she's done some testimony in England, I think. Yeah. So anyways, the uh, Meryl Nash. Meryl Nash, Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I Nash, put up these videos. I, I put up the videos and we got two strikes mm. and then they shut down our TikTok. Good times. <laughs> I know. So, anyways, if Lee may be able to get us really kicked off of of YouTube when she comes well, on, well, and Lee is not what you call a fan of anything China, you know, the Chinese government is involved with, and yeah. TikTok is potentially uh, their outlets. What's that? What I'm of? really excited is for her to come onto the show and talk about that bio lab that was found in California that was unlicensed, yes. and she's been digging yes. very deeply into that. So um, that's what I want to hear from her. Good for her. Yeah, a lot of her tweets have been about that lately. I thought it was kind of interesting. I, I don't quite get what's going on there, but she can hopefully elucidate that for us. Uh, people are asking on the restream how Dr. Victory is feeling. Dr. Kelly, she's great. She was on yesterday. If you saw that show, you can still watch it. Uh, I don't think it's been taken away. She had away. a good outcome. 
Yeah, she had a very good outcome and some lots of very good news, and she's been talking about that, so that's good. But also, I just want to say one more time. Yeah. We don't, there are no ads on Rumble because we don't get paid by Rumble. Mm. We did have one ad from them, but we're, we don't have them right now. But we do have our own sponsors. So if you like the show, go to drdrew.com slash sponsors, get the discount coupon codes. Caleb's put it all together there for you. And just so you know, you know, we're, we really appreciate your, your um, support and we we're sorry you have to watch ads, but we really love our sponsors. And it makes all this possible. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, Caleb can then afford yeah. to raise his We did this yeah, for that's, free that's for what, a really long time. That, yeah. That, that's what people really need to understand here too, is that this isn't just money going into Dr. Drew and Susan's pocket. This is like paying to feed my babies. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Not only that, but it's a such team. a weird thing. People get upset about commercials. Like, what do you think? How do you think people, my salary was paid when I was on HLN and CNN? Yeah. What do you think the model is there? there and there they have cars and pharmaceutical companies running ads and that's everything that's how you, their whole if business you can't operates. afford something or if you don't like something we appreciate you looking into it we we're sorry yeah. but we and we appreciate you looking into it but you know these are all great brands and we drew approves everything so yeah, you know we're we're super careful and we appreciate our sponsors even more and more if you're out there listening thank you thank you all of you i use all, right, all the products so, from all the sponsors uh, <laughs> we actually do all of them. I love them. I tried to have a conversation with Susan this morning, but she had the light in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the sponsor for this. That's a different thing. Oh. Uh, no, we, no, we Drew's Drew's. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Oh, it is. Primal okay. life. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Primal life. Yeah. I'm sick today, so I'm a little off my game. Sorry. Yeah. Probably too chatty because I took some Dimatap. Mm. Well. Thank you all for, and Caleb, thank you for letting us run a little extra time today. I, like, I enjoyed just hanging out with Viva and hearing his thoughts. He's an interesting dude to hang out with. And uh, we will be with you guys all again uh, on Tuesday with Lee Ming Yan. It should be very interesting. I she, love her. She's an interesting woman. Even she, though she got me a strike. <laughs> she's very bright. She knows what she's talking about. And I appreciate it when she comes out. We, we had other things we wanted to talk to her about, too. I'll, I'll remember it by Tuesday. China? Um... <laughs> You know what it was? I think it was more the stuff we were talking about yesterday. Um, now I've forgotten the name of our guest yesterday. The the uh, Martin Martin David Martin that, that he was proposing some stuff about where this virus, the the backbone of the virus, came from. That was new information to me, and I don't know if she knows or if she can confirm some of that stuff. So that will be interesting. All right, we'll see you all Tuesday, three o'clock Pacific time. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Yeah.